Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2014 and <laughs> Beyond. Oh. <laughs> Fucking dicks, man. Why would I expect you to point to me? Well, I would expect if there's a silence that you're like, oh, you always open that way. It's so cool how you open our show. And I'm watching the waveform to make sure that this show sounds good. I don't give and a behind shit. me. You're doing. I, I assume you're going to do whatever then, and make it about you. So why? This fucking guy. That's a great start. Uh, my name's Ryan. With me always is Brad. Can you see this? Me waving at your fucking. I'm pointing at you. I can see your fat I'm, fucking finger. I'm pointing. Face. Pointing at you. I'm pointing my finger you're at scaring you. Scaring Reggie. Good. You're upsetting the dog. Good. James isn't here to control me. So fuck James. We got two people in his place. Zach, you're here all the time. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, oh, damn you. <laughs> Randy, intro. introduce yourself to the wonderful listeners of Real Nerd Podcast. Hello, listeners. My name's Randy. How's everybody doing? Randy, where do we know you from? Uh, formerly at Mile High Comics, but uh, today was my last day, so... Oh, uh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, didn't like it there anymore, so I went to another comic book store. It's uh, I Want More Comics instead, so same job, more money, uh, less stress. There you go. Yeah, that's what. That's all. That's all we want in life, right? It's more money, less stress, and my chicks comments. for free. Yes. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, ZZ Top, don't sue us. Um. Wait, no, that's uh-huh. dire straits. That is dire straits. <laughs> dire straits. They're stupid too. Um, Zach, what are you working on right now? Boring. Uh, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. What are you doing right now? I'm working on your wife. Um. <laughs> Yeah, she's pregnant, so she, you'll never have a baby with her. That was kind of the plan all along. Um, uh, no, um, we're working on a uh, show called Local Brew. Uh, it's a web series. It's uh, currently uh, in development right now, but uh, we're uh, coming along on the process right now. We're actually just about to start filming some test footage for it. Cool. So it'll be fun, yeah. And are you just a director on this, or are you a writer, too? I'm director. I'm uh, co-writing and kind of changing the concept a little bit with the creator of the entire show. And uh, so, yeah, I'm wearing a couple hats this time. Cool. Yeah. This time I don't have to just yell at people. Sometimes I have to think about things now. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Brad, what are you working on right now? Uh, what am I not working on right now? That's what <laughs> that, it feels like. That's not an answer. This guy, he acts like he's like, uh, yeah, that means just... Pick something you're working on. All right, I'm making the DVD of our show. That's yeah, that's Blu-ray a good set one. so that people can uh, donate money to buying it <laughs> from us. <laughs> um, and I'm working on uh, other DVDs from the Nebulous Visions collection. You know, I will say too that um, Brad revealed some preliminary sketch work for our shirts for Denver oh, Comic Con. Yeah, I'm drawing the shirt design. It's they're pretty wicked. And then uh, I'm trying to make a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. So that's. Where's the Fiona Staples interview? You know, she was announced for Denver Comic Con. I figured I'd save the best for last. Cool. (laughs) We also have, I think, an interview with Dan Myrick. He directed The Blair Witch Project, only a $100 million grossing movie. I mean, we could probably put that up. Oh, yeah. That was was the best. I'll make that last. Um, And then what else? What else am I forgetting? I know. There's a lot of mile-high horror interviews that are not up yet. Put them up, Brad. Fuck. 
It's it's a lot of work. You know, you just listen to them and then put the bumper in it and um, put them on the fucking internet. Do I really? But all those times that you rail against disabled children, like I gotta take that out. <laughs> I forgot about the being mean to disabled cripple children. Cripple this, cripple that. Like I know. He's he's. A, he's li- listen, I, I I I praise Ryan to death on the show, but in reality, he's just a monster. I am. Um, hey, speaking of monsters, we have a couple new sponsors. Um, what? Well, we have a one new sponsor, I should say. We still do commercials. We do. Uh, <laughs> oh. There's a new restaurant that's open in Colorado on 120th in Huron. And it is called Baba June's, and it is ran by my good old friend from Qdoba, Robert. He's my old boss. Um, great guy, and it's specializing in Middle Eastern food, but a lot like Qdoba where it's quick service, and it's so everybody can um, experience it. And I, he took us on a tour of his restaurant. It's really nice. So if you're in the neighborhood, 120th and Huron in Thornton, Colorado, it's a, it's a really cool restaurant. They even have a room you can rent out in and things like that. Uh, so you should check it out. All my production crews love Middle Eastern food. So yeah, you should like go. So it's totally a place that we would definitely check cool. out. Cool. It's called Baba Junes. Baba Junes? It, it means, oh, man, he told me. It's something Iranian. It's uh, I love dad or something. It's like daddy love or something like that. Yeah. It's like an endearing term uh, some would call his father. It um, means something very meaningful that we could easily make fun of because we're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's really good food. Uh, he his chef is actually a classically trained chef from Europe who specializes in Middle Eastern food. Ooh! Um, so yeah, you should go check it out. Hundred wow. twentieth in Huron. There we go. It's a good place. And if uh, you're looking for comics, fuck Mile High Comics. Go to Colorado Coins. <laughs> yeah, <Comics>. fuck them. <laughs> uh, ask for Andrew. But Chuck, we still want to interview you. <laughs> yeah, I still want to interview Chuck. Though. <laughs> um, yeah. What else? What else am I missing? Um, Tweet. So you guys had Batman on the show last week. We did have Batman on the show. Yeah, d- Brad, Brad, did you get? Th- so you didn't see him at all? Like you didn't see him like at all on the streets of Denver? No, I he was, was at, all over the streets. I was at home making the DVD. He was and, all over the streets. And well, see, I invited you. I says Brad, we have a special guest. And Brad, if by I was who, like, oh, it's probably Zach again. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no see, the, the, the real conversation I had is like, hey, Brad, we have a special guest coming this week on the podcast, but he doesn't want to be revealed who he is. And Brad's like, fuck the people. I do this for me, and I don't give a shit about them. I want people to see my designs. Fuck them. And you didn't know it was Batman, and you just missed your chance. Yeah. See what happens it, you when know, you shit it, on And fans? it was really a shame because he was just like, I really want to meet Brad. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry. I, really I said, I'm you, sorry, Batman. Mr. Man. You can't, uh, <laughs> you can't meet him. I'm always screwing myself over. Yep. Hey, but don't worry. The Green Lantern's coming next week. Is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. He's probably going to miss you, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never read a Green Lantern comic. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I know he has a ring that can do anything. He's going to show up and there's going to be no one here. <laughs> He's got a cop-out power. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering what we're bitching about and talking about, uh, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Muppets Most Wanted. It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. Dude, shut up. <laughs> we have to pay for those royalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've already screwed up. Hadn't you noticed that? <laughs> Golly. This shit ain't free. Until we play the trailer that we get from, <laughs> from the EPK, EPK kit, yeah, <laughs> we get EPK for everything. Kit. We do, dude. We, I, you, you always know, I, every time you introduce the clips, it's always cool. You're like, "Here's a clip." Well, it's funny. <laughs> well, that was really great. Sometimes I forget to watch them. Yeah, uh, but a lot of times I go through the week and I watch and I try to find the clip that works the best. Um, but it, and they I, don't tell me what it is, so I got to look through all the it, clips. It's usually <laughs> like the first one. Um, but by the time. If I forget and I watch the movie, I'm like, oh, that's probably in the EPK. And so then I just guess. 
I'm just really glad that this is a back in 1994 and we're reviewing the movie Philadelphia. And I go, here's a hilarious clip. It just cuts to him talking about AIDS for like five minutes. <laughs> Come on, Zach. That's an old family guy. Joe. And then I, right at the end, I go, here's a hilarious. That was so freaking hilarious, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, we do the movies. We talk about some box office numbers, what's mm-hmm. coming out on Blu-ray and DVD that I forgot to look up. And um, James isn't here, so I don't have my um, – he always has his computer ready. Guys, guys, I'm here, okay? I'm here to talk about Matthew McConaughey. James? All right, all right, all right. Guys, guys no, stop, stop. Listen, Suburgatory is awesome. Justified. Does he like Suburgatory? I don't know. I, so. I, I just remember we were talking about that a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, someone was on Suburgatory. I don't remember. I have a friend who's on Suburgatory. <laughs> He's probably he, an acquaintance. Yeah, he kind of. But he, he ended up getting like this like Fox sitcom or something like that. It was kind of weird. I don't know if you know this, but I do have a friend mm-hmm. who was in a movie. And he's been in our pod show. Oh, really? If you're wondering what pod show, make sure you check out episode five. Episode five. One Human of my barbecues favorite episodes. at Jonathan Tierston's. But um, tell me, for those who aren't are initiated, who is this special star? Uh, his name is Jonathan Tierston. He Ooh. is. Uh, he plays Ricky in Sleepaway Camp, which you can pre-order on Amazon right now and get the special collector's edition from Scream Factory. I tell everybody to pre-order Scream Factory Blu-rays because they come with a slipcover of new commissioned art, mm-hmm. and underneath they have a reversible original posters that you can put. So I always flip it over to the original poster, and then I put the slipcover over the top, so it's like a treat every time I open it. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Since the- I'm making my own criterion, isn't it awesome? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got the DVDs covered, so. Cool. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Brad, Brad's always on top of his game. Mm-hmm. When he's not on top of chicks. Boo. Yeah. So he's like always that. on top of his game then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. Chicks are my game. <laughs> Brad's my name. And that's the end of his shame. I don't know. That's been now. real no. nerds for this week. Right. Keep <laughs> <laughs> listening. We really talk about movies. Uh, but every once in a while, we, we I like to say once in a blue moon, we get what I like to call fan mail. Oh, this awesome. week, we have fan mail. Oh, and it wasn't me. It, it th- wasn't. This time it wasn't you. Yeah. Fan mail! Uh, just a second, guys. I got to pull it up. <laughs> well, I was hoping for a pause so I could edit it. <laughs> oh, it's good. So there's a pause there. Um, good, guys. Um, yep. Oh, we got two emails in here, though. Oh. Oh, but they're the Geeky Awards. Why is it Geeky Awards always send us stuff? You have to pay to get a Geeky Award. Yeah. How weird is that? What? A Geeky yeah. Award? What's a Geeky Award? Like, well, Brad, uh, well, you get entered into the system. Yeah, Brad. No, it was James. Was it James or one of? Yeah, they put us in for a geeky award. They went, "Oh, cool, let's see what it is." And then we found out you have to pay to get in the system. You don't even win. Like, man, if I would have thought of that sooner. Why does it sound like those phone calls that you get when they're like, "You, you've won a chance at one of four prizes," and then when you finally say, "Okay, yeah," they give you uh, uh, the taxes you have to pay for it or something. It's like five hundred bucks. (laughs) Sounds like an obvious ripoff. You've won an award. Give me five hundred dollars. Um, Why does it sound like the Oscars? Buzzing! <laughs> oh, God, these fucking guys. Like, I've never heard the show before. Um, Russell, our good buddy from Washington, D.C., wrote in. He said, Happy Friday. He said, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with Agents of Shields. I should have said keeping up with the Kardashians. That would have been funny. Um, <laughs> on ABC. But even if you have it, you need to watch this past week's episode. Building the Marvel Universe. It's a documentary aside from the series, but explains what we already knew how the universe was built, and a great preview of the Winter Soldier. But the series itself is built to lay some groundwork before Avengers 2 and ties in the Phase 2 movies together. Check it out if you haven't already. It's not the best written series, but it's good. 
Yeah, I've I've watched a few episodes. I'm like one episode behind. I like where they're going with it. Yeah. Um, but the building of so Marvel fun. Universe documentary, um, I, I I kind of agree with it. It is a very very funny funny useless documentary. <laughs> like if if anything, it should have been put on a DVD from for my taste. But mm. but Agent of Shield, they just announced that Patton Oswalt is going to be a guest star. Oh, that's like my there only real news. news. Oh, <laughs> oh, see, that wouldn't be to blow bitch. it. I got more. Uh, there's more real news out there. Come on, right. we saw we saw a bunch of good things. Oh, okay. I got something. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. Um, and then uh, he says, "Loved your review of 300 and convinced me that I can wait to watch it on demand." <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we persuaded. I'm sure Warner Brothers will appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, thank God I listened to the show. That was the only reason I realized when I walked out of that movie that I hated it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, they're right." <laughs> You saw Ava Green's boobs. That is true. It's worth it. They Pretty impressive. Great. Price of admission. It, oh, dude. I was like motorboating them. It's great. <laughs> Oof, gosh. Uh, and though this is probably not your movie, uh, not a movie you guys would like, I recently caught up on August. Uh, Osage County. If anything, watch it for Meryl Streep's amazing performance. <laughs> Fuck Meryl Streep. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to be in a movie and I'm just going to get nominated for an Oscar because I'm Meryl Streep. The only right. the only person in America who's like, Fuck Meryl Streep. <laughs> Uh, no, you know, uh, those aren't really my kind of movies, but I did hear the performances in them are really strong. So if I'm in an actor movie watching mode, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, our friend Cougar uh, saw a screener of, it, screener of it, and he said, like, if you're an actor, that that's a movie that you'll really appreciate. Yeah, it's really good. I, I like, I'm not the biggest Julia Roberts fan. I don't hate her, but her performance Why is her mouth so solid. big? <laughs> Genetics, dude. <laughs> Liam Neeson's <laughs> cock is so big, Ryan. <laughs> they dated back in the nineties. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. It can't be that big. She's still in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> I could say it fits in Julia Roberts' mouth, but it's like so big. Me, because yeah. <laughs> her, her mouth is big. Um, <laughs> Pretty wide woman. And um. at, <laughs> at the end, it says, "Keep it up, guys." And Brad, keep Ryan and James in line. Yeah, I will. Good. Yeah. Doing my best. Nice. It's tough. <laughs> it's Top work. of his game. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm a loose cannon, a loner. There's things about me you couldn't understand. Things you wouldn't understand. Things you shouldn't understand. That's from <laughs> Pee's Big Adventure. <laughs> Sorry, I'm distracted. Daddy, listen to me. Like breathing <laughs> heavily. I know it's it's really turned it's, on. It's so weird when you say that the dialogue monotone and not as Pee Wee. There's something you shouldn't understand. <laughs> Uh, Brad, Never will. What, uh, what section do you want to do next? Uh, well, I've got the DVDs open, so oh, let's do it. Fucking that. A, let's do it. All right. DVD releases and Blu rays. What's coming out this week? Better be something good. I got to know because I. Can you leave me a bigger space so I don't have to, like, micro edit this thing? Thanks, Zach. <laughs> you think he would know, you know, because he's. Uh... I am a fast talker. All right. Okay, this is what's coming out this week. And I'm glad that I'm doing it because I'm not just going to rattle off the stuff that I only care about. You know, I'm going to think of the fans. Oh, you mean James? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny that Randy gets that joke, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Randy's been like, oh, uh, like he'll see something on the shelf when he goes to Best Buy and be like, they never said anything about that coming out. Yeah. But, and it's really important to but him. But James says, oh, Matthew McConaughey's long lost audition tape to home improvement guys you go oh, get God. it okay speaking of Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey our first uh, <laughs> Blu-ray up is The Wolf of Wall Street is coming out next um, Tuesday mm-hmm. that's right he's in one scene <laughs> yeah you know I, I think Not I kind of want to get that movie you know the more I thought about it the more I really liked it I might get it when it's you know six bucks cheap Black Friday and yeah. it's like ten bucks right yeah, yeah. 
I'm um, going for the 20, but I'm a Scorsese nut, so. The, Still a good movie, though. Pretty fantastic. What the fuck is my dog doing? Your dog is freaking out. He has something. All right. He put it underneath the E.T.'s table. in the backyard. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Monster High. Uh, lights. Frights. Camera action is coming out for nice. all you Monster High fans. Nice. Monster High. Yeah. That's the little girls thing, it's isn't it? It's a little oh, CGI animated okay. girls thing. Yeah. Okay. So Brad's already pre-ordered it. Yeah. I'm pretty yep. sure, yeah. Two copies. That's right. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what the first one's for. Brad and Randy, yeah. oddly enough. No. <laughs> uh, the next one on the list is Odd Thomas, which... Oh, that's the... Uh, <coughs> I know that movie. It's... Um, it's got Chekhov in it, right? Yeah, that's, but it's directed by... Oh, my God, I can't remember it. But it was put on the shelf for so long because <laughs> it's... Uh, Stephen Summers, I think, is the director of that movie. I think. Really? If my phone yeah. was faster, mm-hmm. I'd skip to another page and check. Um, <laughs> I'm actually... Uh, uh, there's a girl, Laurel Harris. Mm-hmm. I've actually worked with her. Yeah. Um, and she's the second lead in the movie. So. Oh, cool. Ooh. That's cool. Um, excited about that. So people check it out. I think I will. It was at the AMC uh, Highlands 24 for like a weekend, but I wasn't able to get there. Uh, Walking with Dinosaurs is coming out. Uh, the Great Beauty is out on Criterion. Great Beauty is an awesome film. It's a critically acclaimed uh, film. But it seems like it's just a film about uh, Europeans partying. So Yeah, but it's... it's watch the movie. Yeah. You know. It's, that, it's got that whole La Dolce Vita vibe. Yeah. I, it, you know what's funny? It does feel... It, it feels like a Fellini movie for the modern era, but it's... It's, a, it's an investive watch. You know, you're going to invest your time. <laughs> Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3039? Trying to remember my Roman numerals. Did they, did they, did, did they say what uh, movies are on it? Uh, nope. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, I'm sure it does on the Amazon site, but all, I, I'm, all I'm looking at is the cover art. So Awesome. Mystery um, pack. It doesn't matter. They're probably funny Be as hell. funny. Awesome, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that was good. There's some Marvel things. Skip that. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, James. Uh, Sorry. Avengers. <laughs> Avengers Confidential, Black Widow and Punisher. I guess it's an animated. It thing. is Marvel animated suck. It's <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're, it's not as thorough as DC. Well, with the DC they because they take stories people love and then oh we're gonna make this a cartoon. Marvel says oh let's team up the Hulk and Black Widow. Like what the fuck I don't want to. Right. Watch what that. do they have to do with each why other? They, Absolutely nothing. Why don't they make a dark gritty animated Craven's Last Hunt? Yeah. I would love to see that. I would oh, like well, to yeah. see. Why are you in charge of fucking Marvel? Why not the Man Without Fear? Yeah. You want to try to reboot Daredevil? Try doing it in cartoons. <laughs> are they doing it in a Netflix show? They yeah, are. they are. But I, I've always wanted to see the Man Without Fear run done in an actual animated, like... The, you saw the Dark Knight Returns, right? The DC animated one? Yeah. I, wanna, yeah. I wanted them to do that for uh, Man Without Fear. Yeah, except they kill Mysterio in it. <laughs> one uh, little thing. One yeah, little thing. Mysterio and Daredevil. <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> Little House on the Prairie fans, uh, season one deluxe remastered edition Blu-ray is coming out with a digital copy. Sweet. And they still haven't released 24 on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Hey, guys, uh, the clock is ticking for 24 on Blu-ray. Don't you hear it? Dun, dun, hopefully, dun, dun. with the release I'm of the new season, they'll really be like, oh, we should put those Blu-rays out and cash in. They're probably going to do it for the, uh, they're doing that TV movie or something like that, or the new web series, whatever it is. Didn't you just say that? One Day to Live. It's not listening. <laughs> no, no, well, I, no, mini, I am. But so series. they're doing that. They're, they're doing that. Don't you think that they're just going to release it right away? They they have to. Uh, we hope. We'll see. They, they, there's no reason that they wouldn't. Uh, did I say Walking with Dinosaurs 3D? Yes. Yeah. Uh, James will appreciate a How to Train Your Dragon Defenders of 
Burke Part One. Oh, that's the TV show that they do. Ah, okay. It's like on Nickelodeon or something. The animation looks really good in the trailer. Mm-hmm. The rest of it looks really generic, though. Uh, For the sequel, or mm-hmm. uh-huh. I like that. I'm, I'm not really into animated stuff, but that actually looked pretty good. I, I, I mean, it looked really good. Those characters were just so good in that first movie. Uh, since Wolf of Wall Street's coming out, they're releasing a catalog title called The King of Comedy. Oh, that's, oh. Uh, that's a classic Robert Scorsese. Yeah. Um, Delivery Man. Oh, remember when Vince Vaughn was in that movie? <laughs> Came out like two months ago. With Chris Pratt? I was in a movie <laughs> called Delivery Man. Were you in that movie? You weren't in that movie. Because I want to be in that movie. But the problem is is that when you're not in the movie, you know, I'm in the movie. Yeah, that's my Vince Vaughn. Ryan, where'd you go? Is that Vince Vaughn? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's the most accurate Vince Vaughn impression I've really ever heard. <laughs> All right, Continuum Season 2 is getting a Blu-ray. The Chipmunk Adventure movie from the, the whoa, whoa, 80s. The one from the 80s? Really? Yeah, it's getting oh, a Blu-ray. Already pre-ordered. Blu-ray combo. Uh, Veep Season 2. Pre-ordered. Um, a movie I wanted to see at the uh, Alamo, no, at the Esquire, but I didn't get a chance. Is Miss Forty Five? It's a uh, about a woman who's just woman assassin from like the eighties. Oh, one of those right. midnight movie things. Uh, but I think it's going it's going through like the Draft House Films release. So hmm. I think I remember seeing the cover art for that. Looked interesting. Yep. Phone. Knock it off. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle, the new Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, which <laughs> nice. I think is already on on demand. Uh, Jackie Chan's Chinese Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's weird to see like smiling on that cover. He is. So it's not really Zodiac. It's like his Jackie Chan. <laughs> Zodiac. <laughs> his thumbs are up. He's smiling. Really he's a good time. That's uh. Well, I remember this like a big movie in uh, China. Like I think last year. Like is a big like resurgence. Mm-hmm. Him going back to uh, his old like youthful style. Because um, he's been doing dramatic stuff lately. D- uh, dramatic, really? <laughs> I don't know if that's well, classified as dramatic. Well, I mean, I'm sure if he does it in Chinese, it's probably no, easy for. Him. Well, yeah, he did one like he did one where he played a Chinese general. Uh, like it was a historical mm-hmm. piece. He was actually really good in it. Um, the last thing I saw him here in the country was the Karate Kid. So, actually, he was good in that too. You know, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Jackie Chan. I didn't mean to make yeah, fun of you. Uh, so, my, my Little Pony Blu-rays, Key and Peele, season one and two. Lady Hawk catalog title getting a Blu-ray release. Uh, what else we got out here? It's a long list today. Uh, there's some steel. There's a Steelbook Zodiac again. <laughs> Steelbook Zodiac. Yeah, they released yeah. it a while ago. I think uh, they relist the Steelbooks because Best Buy gets them exclusive, and then after a couple of months, they're like they can show up at like Walmart. Probably and stuff. makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah, as much of like softcore pornos. Nice. Uh, Hornitas looks like a Spanish stripper thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, and lastly, uh, the Blind Side special ten anniversary edition. <laughs> uh, looks like there's a marijuana movie called Junk. Zach, <laughs> totally be down. Uh, marijuana is stupid. Oh. Don't, well, make, don't don't make yourself stupid, Zach. Okay, I won't. You're For a talented. You, you're a talented filmmaker. Don't let weed. Clout your mind. Don't worry. Or you I don't won't. do anything for five years and you make three movies in three years. Don't worry, Ryan. I'll only. <laughs> that was a Kevin Smith jab. <laughs> I'll only stick to Drano. Don't worry. <laughs> and then it looks like there's some horror movie based on Madame Curie, so whatever that is. <laughs> Not going to lie, I'd watch that one too. <laughs> That's it. That's very an cool. Extensive reading. <laughs> it is. But Releases. hey, we didn't miss anything yeah. of note. James isn't here. So fuck James. 
No, there's actually a Days and Confused 10th anniversary where his scene is extended. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> time, time for the uh, box office numbers. Thanks, Matthew. Anything for you, Ryan? This is the box office stats. You know, it's funny. Uh, where I'm McConaughey, you know, the Interstellar trailer is just Matthew McConaughey talking about how we're when, all born once and we're going to die again. It's like something yeah, like that. Something about going to space. And every time James always like sits up and leans forward in his chair, he's really excited to hear Matthew McConaughey talk and just spoil words of wisdom. Um, but you know what? Maybe he's going to enter to space because his hero isn't here on Earth. His hero is 10,000 miles away. And he's never going to get him because that hero, no one heard, heard his Oscar speech. Oh, God. <laughs> he was talking about how... Is reciting? Uh, he was talking about how he would never be meet his hero because his hero is him ten years from now. Yeah, oh. I remember oh that gosh. speech. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun speech. And, and, and actually, I was really on board because he came up there and when he won, he said, "All right, all right, right all right." right. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, he can say whatever the yeah, fuck he wants. Like, I don't care. He gets it. He's gonna have fun. And then he made some really weird trying to be deep, and you're just like, dude, you're a fucking actor. <laughs> It's the kind of deep comment that you would expect somebody from Backstreet Boys to give in the 90s in their prime. <laughs> yeah. And here, here's the thing. is I think Matthew McConaughey has had a really good year. I mean, oh, I really enjoy his movies. Not even just this year. It's the past, like, two years. But, like I mean, that. come on, dude. Yeah. You know. It's, it's, it it would have been better cancer, if he just said just thanks and left. <laughs> yeah. um, so the number one movie this last week was Peabody and Sherman. Really? With yes, 20, yes. 22 million. Uh, the movie we saw, except for Brad, um, Veronica Mars, did $2 million in like 200-something theaters. So pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So that's like 20th place? It was 9th, <laughs> I think. That's still you know high, what? but that's still high for like a TV show movie. <laughs> yeah. And you, uh, you guys, did you, oh, you, did you listen to the episode or you just edit it? I had to listen to it to, to edit it. I listened to the full one. Oh, yeah. There was, like, these girls that were in the theater. Oh, yeah. They are really into <laughs> oh, it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> they were so into it. Every time a character... Yeah, someone died. Yeah. Every time a character would show up on screen, and you knew they would be in it because it's the TV show, they go, oh, there he is! Or, there she is! We all know who they are. <laughs> these are hey, people know who are in such disbelief that there was actually a Veronica Mars movie coming No, up. No, it really is. It was really surreal because, I mean, I love the show. But you wouldn't ever think that they'd make a movie on it. And that's why I wonder if, you know, they made a Buffy show or some movie. Like, oh my God, they're Spike. <laughs> All right. I, I have hugged. Yeah, they already James tried Marsters, that and it though. failed, remember? <laughs> did I guys ever tell you the story that I did the James Marsters panel? And when, no. And when he came out, he hugged me and he smells amazing. <laughs> what does amazing smell like, Ryan? James Marsters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's the only ad for James Marsters you ever need in his reels from there on out. <laughs> it was really funny, though. I, I, haven't, I guess I haven't told this story in a long time. It was almost two years ago. Uh, one of my favorite moments ever, ever doing a panel was besides Will Wheaton being a dick, is when um, I went in and James Marsters was sitting, waiting to be introduced. And I said, I went back and said, hey, Mr. Marsters, um, did you want me to start now? Or you want to wait a little bit? And he was on his iPhone. And he seriously looked up at me like he was Spike. I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to totally yell at me. <laughs> What's going to happen? He says, he said, oh, no, man, if everybody's ready, oh, we can go out there and do introductions. He was like the nicest guy <laughs> ever. But he just had this look like a predator. He knew you were a fan. He wanted to, yeah. he wanted to scare I said, the piss out of you. And I was like, man, what, how do you want to do this? I, he said, well, it's for the fans. Let's just let them ask questions. Anything you want, sir. 
anything you want. Wow. And then he came out, hugged me, and that was our moment. Nice guy. Yeah, great guy. Right on, great guy. Right over James Marsters, you're the man. Yeah. Totally dig it. And he smells great, guys. Man. Wait, also, Will I, Wheaton was a dick to you? I just have to ask yeah. this really quick. Oh, okay. Fair enough. No need to go further. <laughs> yep. But whatever. He probably was, it was Saturday. He's probably tired of talking to people. Yeah. I mean, I met him with Felicia Day, and Felicia Day asked how I was, and I said I was good. And then I said, Mr. Wheaton, would you like to um, start this, like I say to everybody? And he said, well, is everybody seating? I said, I guess. (laughs) He said, well, "Well, let me know. (laughs) Sure, sir. I'm sure he just got tired of signing all those autographs and having to get up and talk in front of people. Yeah, no, fair enough, you know. Um, He's the only reason I watched The Big Bang Theory at all, so... He's funny on Twitter. Yeah. Yo, he t- did you see what he was doing recently this week? He was putting up stuff he was signing at a cons, and one of them was uh, that awkward moment where you come and it comes out your nose when you blow when you blow a sneeze. And I don't know why he was posting it, but he was posting a shit ton of these pictures throughout the day, and they just kept making my day throughout like the the worst shit. Like you, his Twitter feed is a constant source of hilarity. Kind of like reading Sam Jackson's Twitter feed sometimes. I know Sam Jackson was on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Listen First one's mother, a... and then the next tweets fucker, and he just does that all day. That'd be awesome. He 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 just he, he pronounces it mother and then fugga, but he goes f u g g a h. Nice. Twitter dot com slash motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was his Twitter handle. You know, that's the only oh. uncomfortableness. Any every time I do these panels, everybody's really nice. Yeah. I mean, everybody's really nice. Even we, and I'm just teasing. Like he was whatever, mm-hmm. um, but. I never know exactly how to approach them mm. because some people, like, should I meet them? I always want to meet them before in case they want me to say anything that they're promoting or something like that. And so I'm always really, you know, I feel like I'm in a like limbo. I'm not sure what to do, mm. but most of the time I do just go up there and introduce me and then I'll sit down and ask, answer questions. Yeah. It, it, it it's weird. You know, and yeah. also you're, you're so close to like some of the source material mm-hmm. sometimes that you're just like, can't help but gush a little. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Bruce Campbell's at Denver Comic Con, and we've already put in a request. Dude, I need to do his panel so bad. I don't care about Adam West. Bruce Campbell's where it's at. You what do the Adam West one. I can't get up in front of anybody and do anything. Why? It's easy. For you. <laughs> Fine, then, Brad, get me to do it. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Comic Con. Did you leave before I promoted Open Screen Night last night? Yep. Yeah, you weren't there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but all this is saying is Denver Comic Con's lots of fun. Um, you should see it. They have really big guests this year. They um, have like a, not even just Adam West. They have Burt Ward coming down. Yep. They Julie have Newmar. Yep. Oh my god. Yes. Sexy. The real Catwoman. <sighs> Sexy. You know, last year I did Aaron Gray's um, panel, dude, and she's I don't know sixty three something like that, and she looks exactly the same as she did in Jason. Go, Jason goes to hell. 21 years ago still looks exactly the same yeah, that's impressive that's awesome you are a very beautiful woman oof cool um what the fuck do we do next well we did we DVDs do news, maybe news yeah sure real news it's real news So, do you guys hear that Pat Oswald's going to be on <laughs> Agents wow. of Shield? No, <laughs> I haven't heard that. No. Yep, there's yep. that one. Uh, Star Wars is going to take place 30 years after Return of Jedi. Shut the fuck uh, up, really? Yeah. yeah. I thought I mean, it was going to take place before. Oh, wait, that's what happened a couple of years ago. I cannot stand the craving for like every little bit of Star Wars know, information. Like, 
I do not care that it's like I could have guessed that. Like <laughs> they said it was going to be after this the previous six films, so clearly it was going to be t- between you know one and thirty years. <laughs> so Brad, it's a slow news week. Um, <laughs> uh, they're uh, releasing uh, photos of uh, the characters from Gotham. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Donald think that was going to happen that fast. Yeah. And what, what's Gotham? I haven't heard it's, that. Uh, the Batman TV series. It's I Batman before Batman. <laughs> really? I know, right? Yeah, it's like right? uh, it's two years ago. It's like uh, Jim Gordon if he was in a CSI show or like a Law and Order kind of show. Oh, really? Yeah. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. they just released photos. If like, you go to episode twenty-six of Real Nerds podcast, Brad's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I pitched. I was like, they should make an HBO like quality like detective series of mm-hmm. like either the Batman or you know Jim Gordon. Yep. Just doing regular, and they stole his idea. Like, no residuals for stuff. you whatsoever. No, huh. no residuals. Now, Ooh, is, is it just going to be Gordon, or is Batman actually going to be part of it? Will well, Bruce Wayne mm. show it? Oh, he's a yeah. Uh, Alfred's going to be in it. Um, he's just the so boy. They're be around, <laughs> but they're not going to be about them. Yeah. Um, they showed a photo of Selena Kyle today too. Yeah. The, the young Selena Kyle, and uh, um, I mean, I, I I like the way it's going, but I wasn't. I like Smallville. In parts, so I'm hoping that this isn't like Smallville. Well, I think as long as they do treat it gritty and like yeah. a real cool cop show, which I think things. I mean, I haven't seen the following, but I know oh, yeah. of it. Oh, and how the following is fantastic! Yeah, the following is fantastic. I love that Hannibal show or something. I mean, these shows now because that's the only way these networks are going to compete with The Walking Dead and stuff because. They can't if they keep on playing it safe. So I hope that they'll be able to do something interesting. Except for CBS, they still cornered the market with old people. So oh yeah, I mean CBS is the yeah. most manufactured network. Yeah, NCIS is still amazing for people over sixty-five. It works. Number one rated yeah. show on TV doesn't matter. Mm. Makes money. All it has to do how is bring in the numbers, make the money. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. God! In two weeks, guys, guess what? We finally find out how those kids met their mothers so they can go outside and play. <laughs> Apparently, right. No, it's just great though. Like that, the last season of so far of the, How I Met Your Mother has been amazing. I, I'm not gonna lie. When they there was it was the episode a couple of weeks ago, and they kind of revealed something about the mother. I don't want to spoil anything, but it made me shed a tear or two. Oh yeah. Oh, I was so close oh, yeah. to tears on that one. That How I Met Your Mother does the sitcoms so much better than a lot of people. Oh God, yeah. Um, and then they announced they're making another Incredibles. So, in cars. Yeah. The third Cars, yeah. second Incredibles. That's a small price we have to pay, though, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You know, the Cars, the, I think actually the Cars movies aren't that bad. Yeah, I'd take a Cars 3 over uh, Shrek 4. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, God, right? Maybe uh, Shrek 5. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're fun. I I like the I, the second Cars, I could have cared less. I like the first one, though. First the second one's still cute. There are still cute moments in the And they'll movie. always be Paul Newman's last movie, so mm-hmm. there you go. I, I think I'd still probably see Incredibles 2 over that, though. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Incredibles is an awesome movie. Especially if Samuel L. Jackson too. is in it. <laughs> and a lot of legendary actors have ended their careers on animated films. They have. <laughs> Orson Welles. Yeah, Orson Welles in Transformers. Um, Gary Busey. Whoop. Jimmy Stewart in American T- Bible Goes West. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Man, you just blew my mind with that one. Listen, uh, I'm part of a mouse team. Was Peter O'Toole? Was no, 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 no. Peter O'Toole did Venus. Well, no, no, no. Ratatouille no, was, was Venus, his last one. Venus, and then Ratatouille. Ratatouille's his last one. I swear, I thought he did one more. No, because but... remember, he came out of retirement to do Ratatouille. He wasn't going to do it. Maybe. Oh, you're nope. You're right. He came out of retirement, and then he did it, and then he died a few years later. Yep. So you think Jack Nicholson will voice something? Oh. <laughs> Before he goes. 
Listen, everybody, yeah. I'm the brave little toaster. Now come oh, on God. over here. <laughs> I would totally pay to watch Jack Nicholson play yeah. the brave little toaster. He's the Oscars. He seems healthy. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> right. Where looks, was he looks, this year? I didn't see he him at all. He looks more healthy than, than John Travolta did. <laughs> like, what are the Scientologists do to you behind uh, that curtain? that girl's name, but I just can't believe it. Um, I did a bizarre no. <laughs> Uh, cool. He started news. Like, I can't think of anything else. I seriously yeah. went through Randy, you got like six I pages of variety. Um, there thing. was something on real uh, on uh, like slash film uh, that I read about um, the upcoming Star Wars thing, but it was like just more random news. Like you were right. It's all they're doing is just like giving us the smallest bits of information for no reason. It's like two weeks from now they'll be like. There's a drawing of the cantina on the wall of Fox Studios. No, you know you guys no. know what they're waiting for, right? They're waiting for May 4th. Yeah. They're going to announce everything on May 4th because they also have the Star Wars celebration and all that stuff. I think it starts filming the middle of May, if I remember reading correctly. So they're just going to wait, and they're going to announce it all. <laughs> or they're going to reveal, okay, guess what, guys? The movie's been done for two years, and here it is. <laughs> Biggest Dude. opening weekend ever because nobody expected it. Yeah. <laughs> well, is, isn't there going to be uh, free comic book day as well, or is it the day before? It is free comic so book day. So they're going to be trying to do that and at the same time? And Starfest is that weekend? It is. Oh, my God. That's going to be a busy weekend. Nerds are going to be torn apart. They won't know which one to look (laughs) at. Right, (laughs) right. Oh, my God. Do I look at one or the other? I saw the comic books coming out, and I haven't... They have some, the ones they've announced haven't looked that good on Free Comic Book Day so far this year. I'm at the point where I just grab whatever I've got in the past, like, eight years, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Worlds of Aspen. I'm a big Michael Turner fan, so I'll always grab those, but I'm down to the point where I get two of them, and I'm, I'm happy. Mm. I'm surprised they still have art that hasn't been released by him. He died a long time ago. You know what? I, I'm, a, I'm a big enough fan. I think most of that is just rehashing out something he's done before, mm-hmm. and they're, they're using a computer Spider-Man. to... Yeah, yeah. Um, the Red Sonja Spider-Man series was pretty awesome. Did you yeah. ever read that? Uh, no, I have the trade over <sighs> here sitting there. I have all of them, the Aspen exclusive. Half of them are signed. Nice. I love that guy. He was awesome. Well, they were supposed to make a Jeff Loeb, Michael Turner Spider-Man series that they never did. It's not his go. fault. <laughs> no, it's, it's not his fault at all. <laughs> Cancer's a hell of a drug. Um, Damn right. Book corner for this week. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah, we'll do comic books. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Randy, do you have a comic book everybody should read? Absolutely. Um, it came out about mm, either a week or two ago. It's called Veil. Oh, uh, I have that sitting in my stack. I haven't read it yet. That is a fantastic comic. Rebecca, um, great writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really weird because it's, it starts out in a complete mystery, and I love mysteries, so that's why, of course, two pages in, I was hooked. Um, it's weird because uh, she looks like she's probably maybe a 19, 20-year-old girl, wakes up in the middle of a, an abandoned uh, uh, subway station with rats all over the place, um, and she gets up and she starts walking out, and everything she says is in rhyme and gibberish, mm. so none of it makes sense. Um, she walks up out of the subway station and meets up with a couple of guys that are trying to, of course, take her home. Um, some dude comes to help her out, uh, takes her home, gives her clothes, and, of course, the whole time, just gibberish, gibberish, gibberish. It's just the weirdest thing. Um, but what you end up doing, what she ends up doing is uh, she, I guess it's, uh, what is it, telekinesis, when you can use your brain. To move objects? Yeah, stuff like that. Yep. Um, 
and I don't want to tell you the ending because, of course, that's that's the part that's going to you know ruin it for everybody. But she ends up uh, doing something really bad, and her and the guy have to leave, and then it goes into the next the next book. But just everything about it is awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I have a Venus, comic. right? Veil. 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 Yeah. Awesome. No, I, I told, I'll, I'll totally pick it up. Carl, oh, and, uh, you, you might try. It might be hard to. Uh, well, is it, it a limited run it, book or no? But did they order a lot of it? Well, it's not a, weird. Not a lot of people have bought it yet. That's why, mm. I, like, I tell everybody I know to buy it and read it because it's phenomenal. Because most of the places have like fifteen of them sitting on the shelves right now. Mm. Um, so I could probably like pick it up on like Amazon or eBay or something. Like oh, that, I'm sure right? you could. Sure, okay. It'd be there easy enough. Cool. Um, but uh, the art on it is really great. I associate it with kind of like looking at an oil painting. It's Ooh. got little smears in it and everything else. It's really awesome. Um, but yeah, I definitely picked that up. Well, I have a, a goofy comic too, just because this one's been on my mind for like all week because I read it on Sunday. Um, it's an old Marvel team up. Uh, it's number ninety six. Um, it stars Spider Man. Most Marvel team ups star Spider Man. Yep. Um, and he's teamed up with Howard the Duck. Um, <laughs> And I've never read this one before. <laughs> dude, it, it, it was written by the writer and artist of Howard the Duck. Yeah. So right away you're getting something that's bizarre. It's not Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> so <laughs> Howard is driving this villain who's named Status Quo from <laughs> Cleveland to New York mm-hmm. because he's pissed off because everybody in New York is jogging <laughs> and, going, and going to discotheques. So he holds a rally in Central Park and he turns, he's able to brainwash these people to attack joggers and, uh, and people in discotheques <laughs> to beat them up. And then these kids come in and like, oh, now those kids are, I forget what the kids were doing. And then they want to beat up the kids too. So Spider-Man and Howard the Duck have to beat this guy up before he turns everybody against joggers and <laughs> people who dance. It's the most bizarre <laughs> comic i've ever read dear mark webb <laughs> my idea for spider-man 3 is very simple Dude, if, if, if spider-man and howard the duck in a spider-man movie I would, oh god i would love it are you telling me that's like batman versus superman genius you'd make two billion dollars <laughs> because people are like fuck we have to see this once but i want the howard the duck that's smoking cigars and stuff I yeah all oh, right, right that weird midget in a animatronic head right. <laughs> so yeah it was just bizarre yeah, pick it up. Spider Man and Howard the Duck, Marvel team. I I can't even describe it. It's just this guy telling him to beat up disco tech people. At not at this year's Comic Con, but at next year's Comic Con, I want to do a whole panel where it's just you and the creator of that discussing oh. it for an hour. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Let's cool. try to make that happen. This is the stuff we've been watching throughout the week. So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Randy, did you watch anything this week? Uh yeah, I kind of got bored on Monday, and I stopped by the thrift store and bought like nine VHS tapes. Nice. Um, so it's a bunch of old, old, old stuff. Uh, I watched all three Jurassic Park movies, um, and uh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah. Took a huge dip in quality there, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) For ninety nine cents at half off, you can't go wrong. No. Roadhouse at any price is still Roadhouse. (laughs) Well, yeah, but. It's one of those it's, movies it's that's so, vintage Patrick yeah, Swayze. It's one of those God, movies that's so I, goofy that you love it. I, right. I, you, there are not words enough to describe how brilliant Roadhouse is. <laughs> From that poster alone, first he was dancing, now he's going to get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
that really like a fuck, tagline? Yeah. That's and awesome. I'm like, fuck you, take my money. <laughs> I'm not even alive. <laughs> That's brilliant. Is that it? Yeah, that was about it. Zach? I work a lot. <laughs> what, have, what has Zach been watching? Oh, this is always fun. Um, uh, I've been. It's been nothing but animated for me this week. Um, I went uh watched Peabody and Sherman. Mm. I really liked it a lot. Cool. I totally dug it. Ty Burrell, as we saw this week, j- just alone by our movie, like that guy's a genius. Oh, and he's I, great in Modern Family. I just started watching Modern Family this yeah, my week. My wife did too. <laughs> it's good, isn't yeah, it? Oh, it's wonderful. And he's a genius. Like yep. he's a top-notch comic actor, but he plays Peabody really well. And if anybody out there, or even you guys, are remember the old Peabody and Sherman cartoons, yeah. oh, they I hit do. the spirit of it so well. The whole beginning of the movie is just a Peabody and Sherman cartoon, but then they start developing this father and son story that oddly works, despite the fact you're kind of disappointed that it's not about the fact that a dog owns a boy right. rather than adopted a boy. Right. So it's it's whatever. It's you know, you fans don't always get what they want, but. The kid who plays Sherman is great. They the story is amazing. Patrick Warburton uh, plays uh, Agamemnon from uh, the Trojan Wars, <laughs> and he's just so freaking hilarious in the movie. Uh, and Mel Brooks, something you're really gonna enjoy. <laughs> Here's something we hope you'll really like. <laughs> oh my! Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw that. I saw Frozen again for the first time since theaters, and. Uh, I, I that movie's enchanting. It is. I think you would agree. I've it's heard amazing. your review. It's it's enchanting. I love the song. I, I heck, I I started singing "Let It Go." <laughs> you have to. Everybody does, you know. And I like the and I like the Snowman Olaf. Um, and then the third animated movie that I saw this week, kind of uh, not normal for me. I saw the Transformers animated movie uh, for the first time ever. Uh, the the one the old one the yeah. original one. Because wow. the only thing I knew about the original Transformers movie was the Stan Bush song, You Got the Touch! You Got the Power! <laughs> and Weird Al's Dare to be Stupid. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> that is true. Um, I mean, like, I'm not a big Transformers guy in general. Um, I mean, you can hear me you can hear me ad nauseum tell you about how much I hate Michael Bay's Transformers movies. Oh, see, I like those better than the cartoon. Though. Yeah, I, I like Pain and Game more than I like those Transformers movies. So. <laughs> Uh, but that's, um, that's pretty bad. Yeah, um, but uh, the uh, th- that that cartoon was fun. It was a nice, solid '80s like kind of action. Ca- it's action a little darker than I think people. Yeah, uh, would be Omnicron's kind of, Omnicron's kind of like it, it's not a normal kind of Transformers villain. Like even when Leonard Nimoy played one in the third live action movie, I wasn't feeling intimidated. But Orson Welles, you know, damn, he was a solid actor to the very end. I think we were talking about before, like the last, the last actors, like they tend to do some crazy performances for animated movies. Right. Uh, that was a good one. So, oh, and I also watched um, uh, House of Cards season two. Finally, um, very solid. If you're a follower of that show, uh, the stakes are higher, uh, and I don't even like jest with that. They're fucking high <laughs> to the point where I can't even describe. Um, totally check it out. Worth it. That's all I really watched. Brad, what did you watch this week? Hang on. I'm trying to subvert a takeover by a program on your machine. Okay. This sounds Uh-oh. like some Jack Ryan yeah. shit. <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, I saw some midnight movies I keep forgetting to talk about. Oh, so. fuck. You already take a nap. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just move on. It's really not that important. <laughs> Uh, I saw first. I saw They Live, which I 
had only seen oh, the, of the before, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes, and chew bubble gum. Oh my god, I love I, that movie. I literally just got it on Blu-ray a oh, few months ago. Yeah, but there's like the fight in the alley. Oh my god, so right? bizarre! But and it's long. Yeah, it's awesome though. Like, why are they fighting, dude? How many times did he knee him in the groin? Yeah, like five it doesn't times. Matter. You're like, how did he get up from that? There's no way. And they walk away, friends. Right. <laughs> um, Put on the glasses. In both these midnight movies, I kind of passed out for a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, so, they live starts really slow. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty boring for yeah. a good chunk of it. Um, it takes a long time to get to like, wh- like what's the point they're trying to make, and then. Uh, like I didn't understand where he I get the glasses just, are just in a box that they find. Oh no, they uh, there's a like a group of guys that ma- designed these boxes, these glasses, and they were raided by the police, and then they threw them out, and he just happened to find them oh, in right. a dumpster, right? Because where he was found in the them, church he or whatever into that building, yeah, yeah, and he says, and he starts start sneaking away in the back. <laughs> um, that's yeah. yeah, a good movie. Though. Yeah, I, I freaking love it. It's oh, oh yeah. so dorky. It's so oh jeez. Yeah. Uh, the second one I saw was. Uh, for the first time, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh my God! What is wrong with you? you Those are great I, movies. I, I'm still pissed at you for telling me that you shouldn't have never told me this because Big Trouble in Little China is a movie that I deeply respect nowadays. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you hate it? That'd be awesome. Oh, I just saw this movie for the first time in f- uh, five months ago, and it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, How it's dare so good. you! <laughs> it was oh totally God. not what I expected, and uh, it's so weird. And again, I, I fell asleep through part of it, so I can't fairly judge it, but. <laughs> Um, it's on Netflix, so I think I'll finish it and go back mm. to like fill in the gaps. Because <laughs> yeah, he's he, on, he, he's driving the truck, and then they stop at that place, and the girls get kidnapped, and like I. I can't it's a wonderful movie about an idiot. You'll, you'll, it's, oh yeah, it's just a wonderful movie like about Jack an idiot. Burton. Just he deserves to go away, get hit, knocked out, cold, <laughs> eaten, whatever. But he it's, it's weird luck I, every time. I would never want him to die, but Jack Burton kind of deserves to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But Kurt Russell can't die, so... No, no. The uh, third Midnight movie I saw was Batman, which I've talked about on the show before, but... Bad um, Watching it, uh, like, as great as the Nolan movies are, like, that movie really embodies embodies Batman for me. Like, I'll always identify that as being, like, the Batman movie. Does it, does it identify with you because it's the first thing you remember watching as, like, bat, that's Batman? Uh, I watched the 60s show as a kid, too, at the same, like, around the mm-hmm. same time. So, it, it might be. It's, I'm sure for all of us, anything we saw when we were kids is always gonna mm-hmm. oh sure yeah uh, have something that just takes precedence over your your preferences. But um, but just watching it um reminded me how great of an actor Jack Nicholson is. Like he really oh, has God, fun in that yeah. movie. Um, yeah. and then uh, I kind of, I was looking on my shelf. And I was like, the only other movie that I have from, that has this great legendary actor is The Departed. Which is also a good movie. Yeah, and I watched that <laughs> again Heck yeah. since for like the first time in like you seven years. Are my number one. <laughs> God, but yeah. Uh, so we were watching the movie together. Did you feel like the Prince songs were uh, like weird years later, or do you feel like they still just fit just with the tone? Because it took me out of it in the second. Because we, I, we went, we both went two nights in a row. The second night I saw it, the Prince songs took me out of it. I'm not a music guy, so I never yeah, really paid uh, much attention to. I think it's because you know that scene. That it's Jack Nicholson. They're dancing on the float, but the right. music doesn't quite sync up to it. And I was just like, "This seems so weird." I never <laughs> noticed that at all. Like it. Neither did yeah, I his, until his that arms, night. <laughs> yeah, his arm movements don't fit the beat at yeah, all. See, but stuff like that doesn't bother me. What right. bothers me about that movie is I think it's just too stupid. <laughs> I mean, it just it kind of is. I mean, the thing that bothers. I mean, 
There's a part where the bat wing is flying through the city, and then the Joker pulls out a gun. Oh, like, that super long, super and, long gun. And, and I think that, so cool as a kid, though. <laughs> no, see, even right, as a, even, right. Even as a kid, I had a hard time because I, I was always a comic book guy. I just had a hard time getting behind it because, one, they don't tell the story right. And I, I know that they're trying to do something different. And I, and I guess I, boy. I, I, I'm not a big fan. I don't like Tim Burton now. And so I, I like when he's unique. And I don't think he was unique in that movie. It's just... There's too many badass things for me. Like, I obviously... It is a very The fact that he's flying the Batwing and he sh- shoots two machine guns and a bunch of rockets and it doesn't, like, hit the Joker at all. And he's even using the targeting system. Oh, right, right. But still, there's, like, so many more badass things. Like, he comes through the ceiling, like, in the middle of the... Uh, art show thing, and then um, where you can see the wires. Where does he get those yet? wonderful toys? toys? No, yes. but yeah. he's using wires because he's a human being. Right, so he would see wires. Yeah, right. You're oh, supposed quit to quit making excuses for <laughs> right. him. Um, uh, the whole like going up the cathedral and stuff, and like putting on the bat suit. Like when he finishes talking to Vicky Vale, then he's like, "I gotta go to work." I gotta go to work. The, it's the, the been door my opens line and the lights come up, and it like illuminates the costume and you know puts the belt like. Look how much you the love score this movie. is so badass. Yeah, like it just great. gets all, like all moody and dark, and that's great. Um, and then there's one thing I did notice. Uh, like, I think the for the first time, Batman at the beginning. I no, know. I've always known that. But uh, <laughs> everyone complains that oh, Alfred's fired. He let Vicky Vale into the Batcave, but Batman let her into the Batcave like three scenes earlier. Right. <laughs> so why are they complaining that like Alfred did it? That's the first time I ever like put it together. They're um, just hating. I love Alfred. They're hating on Alfred commercial. <laughs> Just for the taste of it, Diet Coke. That's a good commercial. <laughs> it is a great commercial. <laughs> no, Mr. That Wayne. No, uh, Warner Brothers ball cap. Oh, yeah. That, you posted that, that. It made me happy. <laughs> uh, I got, did I post the commercial, the Diet Coke one? Uh, I don't think you did. I you think did, I'll do that this week. You did the the ball cap one. Oh, the, and the and Turtles the, one. The Pizza, pizza Hut. Hut. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so, anyway, I, I don't care what you say. It's still a badass movie. Yeah, it's all right. And the whole reveal of the Joker, like, he's always in darkness, and he's, like, talking to Grissom. Where he's like, <laughs> where they get a load of me? It's me, yeah. Sugar no, Bumps. No, actually, <laughs> what my my favorite scene in that whole movie is when Jack Palance's character comes in, and Jack Nicholson's the Joker, and uh, they have that kind of beat back and forth, and then he turns around and starts shooting him and having fun. I really like that scene, because to me, that's the Joker. Yeah. Right. Um but like that's that's the point where it it sort of broke in his mind and he mm-hmm. just started having fun with it. Yeah, but yeah, I'll have to watch it again. I really want I really want to get the steel book of it because I really like the steel book mm. of it. Oh, so yeah. I'll probably get it. I got a, and then I'll hate it. <laughs> Even though I had the anthology, I got the the, the digibook edition, mm-hmm. so it's got like the the, oh, book, cool. the art booklet inside and everything. Yeah, and I'm one of those weird people that I actually think Batman Returns is better. Oh really? Yeah. I do. I always liked uh, Batman Forever, like as a kid, more than mm-hmm. Returns. Yeah. But then I revisited Returns, yeah. and I was like, I appreciated it more. Um, I think is I think Returns is a little more dark. Re- it's pretty, oh shit! It's I remember I watched movie. Forever. Re- too. Returns is a whole movie about child killing. Of course, it's the darkest yeah. century. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. It's a pretty mean movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> I always kind of preferred Forever. It always, you know what? For all Forever's faults, even like two weeks ago, that movie is still closer to the. To a certain era of Batman comics that I enjoy, like this certain the gay like, era. Uh, no, when when Robin started entering in there, that's when a Schumacher they, it, joke. <laughs> there were no nipples back in the forties, Brian. <laughs> they didn't exist, not even on women. Um, uh, I thought that that like, uh, Uslan's always said that each of those films uh, evoke a certain era of Batman. I always felt that the Forever uh, reminded me of the era of Batman that I remember, which is Batman and Robin, like enjoying those adventures and stuff like mm. that. But not, but without getting too silly. 
you know. But as much as people, yeah, wreck. as I grew up, obviously, like I think actually Batman's better than Batman Returns years later. I think Batman Returns is a Tim Burton movie. It's not a Batman. Oh yeah, movie, by any stretch. But um, as much as people hate Forever and Batman and Robin, I think they're very good updates of the TV show. Oh yeah. Like they, so. all the Dutch angles and uh, forever could have been darker if they plotting. had not cut Plots. it because there's another cut of that movie apparently but. Um, so anyway I was trying to get to The Departed but <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a fantastic movie um, you know James doesn't like that movie really yeah I don't know why I don't think he's ever explained it to me but every time why I brought it up he, or he looks and says you have The Departed and he gets all like grumbly yeah I get a lot of explain why yeah well he can do it next week yeah, I, I, a lot of people hate it because it's like it gets more attention than the original Korean film, Internal mm-hmm. Affa- Infernal Affairs, Internal mm-hmm. Affairs, and yeah, Infernal Affairs, yeah. Which is, um, but uh, this time around, I watched the uh, the documentary on the inspiration for it. Like they took that movie and they combined it with the whole Whitey Bulger Boston crime thing, which mm-hmm. was a pretty interesting like special feature. Um, who they've then, ca- who they've caught and have tried now. So yeah, I'm. Tra- I was trying to. I didn't get a chance to look it up, but. I think they made that documentary before they caught him. Oh yeah, this was like he hadn't been ca- he wasn't caught until about three or four years after Departed was made. Yeah, so in the documentary, there's he is still he's still at large. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other two things I saw, um, I got my American Tale Blu-ray. Um, that movie's really short. <laughs> is it it's shorter it, than I remember? It doesn't look great on Blu-ray. It looks fantastic on Blu-ray, but um, obviously I've been waiting for Blu-ray because the DVDs have always been full frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm curious. The way that it looks, I'm wondering if they cropped it to make it widescreen. So they took the full screen and cropped the top and bottom off to make mm. it... Uh, make it appear that way? Yeah. Do you still have the DVD? I don't have the DVD. I was, huh. I, I was like, I'm not going to get the... I want the widescreen version. I wonder if there's a way you could compare them. Yeah, and then I, like, I looked at the... VHS? Yeah, the, well, the VHSs are going to be full frame, so mm-hmm. I can, I, if I can play that, I can laser put it Laser disc. <laughs> well, that's the point I'm trying to make is I was looking at the laser disc, and they have a separate one that's widescreen for File Goes West, but they don't have like any markings for that for the first one, so I'm wondering if the first one is just full frame. Um, Could be highly possible. So, um, yeah. But anyway, IMD- IMDb might have the specs. Regardless, the movie's gorgeous. Um, mm. In short, um, and there's something else that I was uh, surprised about, but I can't remember. Anyway, and then uh, the last thing I saw was a documentary on Drew Struzan. Mm, cool. Which uh, they've been trying to get funding for. Uh, it was advertising for Slash Film, mm-hmm. and I guess they finally put it out. It was on Netflix, and I watched it. And um, his, it's not a too much of a like controversial, like story. It, he's a he's led a pretty good life. He's a very simple guy. Um, do you know who, Drew, who I'm talking about? Uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with him yeah. at all. Um, Drew Struzan is uh, an artist uh, who's most well known for like all the most famous movie posters you've ever seen, like all the Raiders of the Lost Ark posters, the Star really. Wars. Some of the Star Wars posters, um, the Goonies. Um, <gasps> you throw a rock at like an '80s and '90s like classic. And they he probably did the so all those, all those like painted for, looking uh, yeah, posters. Big Trouble in Little China. He did. Oh, see, yeah. Yeah. I, I never knew who it was, but I do love those. Those are so, that's why I get some of the VHS sometimes. Yeah, because they have the original it's, art. It's yeah. still got that original art on them. Yeah, they, they um, did. That. They did an interview with him for uh, the greatest movie ever sold when Morgan Spurlock did his uh, advertisement movie. And they did a whole thing where they were talking about him drawing those posters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so part of the documentary shows, like, the secret to – one of the secrets to what he does is um, he – instead of, like, putting the pencil down like we usually do to write, 
he actually turns it on its side and just scratches the oh. edge to get all those like huh. thin scratchy lines and yeah. stuff. Right. So, um, and then I guess there was a TV movie that um, Thomas Jane, The uh, Mist. Oh yeah, yeah, was, yeah. The Mist. Yeah. So he was playing a version of him, and he took classes from Drew Struzan to be able to emulate. That's it. why that looked because he did what one of the one of the ones he was working on was the one for John Carpenter's The Thing, mm-hmm. and it had that very same look to it. And I, I again, I liked it, but I'm like, well, who in the world is that? <laughs> yeah. So now thing, I know. Though is that like after three or four classes. When they finally, like, Drew Strazen saw the final cut of The Mist, he's like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're not, you don't have this. Just, just yeah. stop. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's, a, like, a really simple guy. He's retired now, so he's not going to be doing any more posters. He's kind of uh, disenchanted with Hollywood because they kind of went to the whole photographic oh, yeah. uh, posters where, you know, it's like the backs turn to the camera and yeah. the, the city's behind them. And there's destruction mm-hmm. everywhere and a little bit of, like, fire dust. Um, every every, po- every movie poster looks the same. Yeah. It all looks like the Dark Knight Rises it's, poster. <laughs> and they have parts where they like put up, you know, posters like that, and then his next to him, and like you look at his, and they're like, "There's something magical," and they right, tell the story. Right. Where the other ones are just like really hollow and like yeah, just a digital picture yeah. of I mean, virtually like, did you, nothing. Did you see the te- the teaser poster for Dumb and Dumber Two? Oh yeah, they just put it out. It all it is is just their funny suits from the first movie. That's not that's not a movie poster. Yeah, that's that's you taking a picture of something I remember from years later and saying, "Oh, we're gonna get a little bit more of it." It's not a poster. And there's a subtle detail where, um, so they have the font and the logo from the original movie as, but they added like two to it. Mm-hmm. But the names of Jeff Daniels and uh, Jim Carrey um, have that font, but just the first names have that new font that they always use on comedy posters. So they modernized it just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, he's a like a really simple guy. He married his like high school sweetheart, um, and they're still together. And uh, when he started out, like his first year of being a freelancer, he only made like three thousand dollars, and they just had a kid. Like his year salary was three thousand dollars. Oh, good lord! So he was like, he was saying he would not eat for five days, and spend his money on art. Uh, uh, not utensils. Supplies. 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 Yeah. Supplies. Um, and like, they're taking care of their newborn kid. And finally, uh, I probably shouldn't recite the whole documentary so people watch it. <laughs> but he gets a better job and it leads to the movie industry. And probably the most controversial thing is like he just he got involved with some bad people who stole his art. And eventually um, things worked out. So, But you should watch the documentary and find out exactly what that's about because it's pretty interesting that because he's such a trusting guy and uh it sucks when that happens people get taken advantage of like that and um, what, what's it called again it's just called drew drew uh the man behind the poster okay yeah i'll definitely have to look at that one and there's some uh he has an art book out called uh oeuvre which i have it's got it's a collection awesome. of all the posters but without all the text oh, all the words and stuff yeah all oh, nice so actually there's two I, that's the deluxe one there's another one that i think just uh like mine's a white cover the black cover has um I think less like I think mine has all of his non-commercial projects in it. Oh, okay. And there's a book with just the posters, the movie posters. So, Back to the Future, another iconic. Yeah, set of right. Posters, yeah. Um, they were talking about uh, for the second one. It was originally going to be just Marty again, uh, but like with his future uniforms and stuff. Right. And they put it side by side with the other one. He like he decided that, like this needs to be a triptych. So, th- like if there's a third one coming out and like. Well, the first one has one person. The second one should have two people. And then, mm. yeah, but the third one, like, 
who are you going to get to do the third thing? So they settle on Mary Steen version. It's just, um, and then his Star Wars special edition ones were just like amazing. Oh, those, the, for the, uh, uh, the re-releases? Yeah, like he just did the first Star Wars one and sent it off and then like, um, it wasn't until after the fact that like, I think George Lucas commissioned that they all need to be like one complete uh, horizontal poster or something. I forget. It's, it was just amazing. You should check it out. I'm over talking. I'm just so, I'm nerding out so much about it. I can't stop talking no, about it. No, it sounds great. That's no, okay. Yeah. This is the nerdiest I've ever yeah. seen you on. I, right? <laughs> it's not like a super like impressive like documentary, but just the content of it is. The subject matter is cool. Yeah. That's yeah. what matters. Yeah. It's what matters to, to real nerds. Right. Indeed. That's right. So, Ryan. Oh, finally, you. fuck. He's like, I forgot. No, uh, actually, the movies, right? Porn. No, really, I didn't watch that much this week. I I watched Thor: The Dark World again. Um, like it? Not uh, like it? No, I I do. I really like the movie. Um, it's it's you know of all the Marvel movies, it, it seems to have the lightest tone, and where you wouldn't think it would. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is a little weird. It is, but the special feature that everybody should watch. You should really watch All Hell the King. Uh-huh. Which is the Ben Kingsley short for the Mandarin, and it starts off and it's just really funny. It starts off and he's become a celebrity inside of the prison, and you know his name's Trevor, and right. he talks like this, and he's really effeminate, and so he goes in the the cafeteria and there's this big badass guy and he's gonna kick his ass, and the guy says, "Hey, you know who this is? This is the Mandarin," and so all his friends beat him up. Uh, beat the guy who's going to beat him up, and they say, oh, "Do the voice, do the voice." He's like, "Oh, I'm not, a f- I'm not a puppet, guys." All right, you'll never know. And they all go, "Oh yeah!" And uh, they get all excited, and then he sits down for this interview with this journalist who's doing a like an expose on him. And uh, through the course of the interview, this journalist, you get this sense that something's not right with him. And then he makes a big revelation that he says, "You know." He doesn't like you taking his name, and so there is a real Mandarin out there. Oh, that uh, mm. it's it's great. Uh, the The short is really good. Um, they've the, their last two shorts have been really good. Agent Carter and uh, All Hell the King. Definitely check it out. I think you can watch All Hell the King. I think you can watch it on YouTube um, or the oh, Marvel it, somewhere. All, all, all the one shots are on yeah. YouTube somewhere. Yeah, you're able to. They have their own channel, but yeah, it's it's great. And I I really liked Thor. Um, it's still fun. I, I think the biggest drawback to the second Thor is the villain isn't quite it's kind of you know it's funny it's it's a weird planted villain for something much bigger for the end credit uh, spoiler thing yeah it, we I, need we need that stupid villain to get to that entity that leads to something really great in 2021 <laughs> I mean it's not it's whatever it's you know what I mean it's <laughs> uh, I, I think they'll come out before 2021 but okay <laughs> yeah it's I think more they're trying to deal with the relationship with Thor and Loki, and then yeah. they just had Malekith in there. I liked how they handled it. I always thought that the ending of that movie felt like the end of a Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones episode. Didn't feel like the end of a, uh, a normal Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. It just like they end it with Loki being revealed, mm-hmm. but they should have ended it with the post-credit uh, sequence that they did at the very, very end of the movie. Uh, well, I don't know. The post-credit in that movie is really out of place for the tone of that movie. Yeah. Um, it's really strange. It's just all of a sudden, oh, they're back together again. Yeah. Which I guess leads into Avengers. Uh, maybe. Meh. Whatever. We'll see. Uh, I, I did... I've been, I've been reading the reviews for Captain America, uh, the new one, The Winter Soldier, and they're saying it's 
they're saying it's Marvel's best movie. They're saying it's a revelation. Oh, I like the look of it. I, yeah. the, the trailer on uh, which makes me the Super Bowl was phenomenal. Yeah. It makes me feel so good for having so much faith in Captain America one alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, fine, I knew it. I knew you guys would like this. <laughs> I don't understand why in a world where there's Iron Man suits, there's a guy with mechanical wings. It's the Falcon. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's one of no, those guys where it's like, why isn't they just called the Avengers? Like when Tony Stark's fighting somebody. Oh. <laughs> he's one of those guys. Um, he's the Falcon, Brad. Yeah, and I, I, I know, only right? really watch two other things, and of course they're Jason Statham movies. Um, I watch Snatch again, which is a brilliant movie. Um, oh, I love that movie. I, I, I just I love how it starts, where it's Jason Statham and his friend Tommy. And he mm-hmm. says, yeah, what am I doing in this pawn shop trying to hawk this diamond? out of a dog's ass and then it then it all goes back and um guy Ritchie, when he wants to is a really fun director mm-hmm. um and this movie you know obviously it's dealing with london crime and just a bunch of buffoons and benicio del toro with four-fingered freddy i oh, think his name yeah. it, if mm-hmm. i remember correctly something um brad pitt Morgan. is amazing as mickey the boxer i oh, have to watch that movie with both subtitles and no subtitles because of brad pitt's performance because <laughs> <laughs> you can't understand what he, oh, yeah. well it's funny too because every time statham and uh, his friend go there you know mickey will say something and says what you say <laughs> and then he says in the caravan and it's just it's really funny it's really goofy um, I had I had lots of fun watching it again. Um, then I watched the other Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham movie that isn't as well known and isn't as well liked. It's called Revolver, and I don't know if anybody has seen Revolver. I yeah, I did. didn't. I, never I actually that didn't. That was, I, it's definitely not as popular. I didn't think it was unliked, but uh, I, I don't know. know I guess, but it's it's goofy. Um, Jason Statham plays a guy who is in solitary confinement because of stuff he's did and he's done. <laughs> And he, he befriends the two guys in the cells next to him. One guy plays chess. The other guy saw him about the great scam he can do. And so when he gets out, he starts um, using all his money. And then he finds out that he has this rare blood disease. And then he's being conned by con men. And he becomes a loan shark with his money. And then it, tr- it tries... T- it's like Guy Ritchie was trying to make a deeper movie than a snatch or two uh, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. And it it doesn't always work. I mean, there's some moments that are really good in it. Um, Ray Liotta is really good as the mob boss in it. Um, yeah, but it's just it's too twisty and bizarre for its own good. Um, especially the last, I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes of it, where it, he's yelling at Ray Liotta yeah. in the bed, and but you don't know what's real and what's not real. And it's almost like uh, Guy Ritchie they were trying too hard in that one it felt like Guy Ritchie was trying to make Fight Club uh, in a weird yeah, way in his yeah. own way in, in like a London gangster style yeah because it's also really um, exaggerated the look of it yeah where you didn't know if it was really happening or if Jason Statham's character was fake in it and, because it also had like plot holes that they did on purpose I think so you wouldn't know the story so when they did the re- revelation at the end, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, I guess that's why." Yeah, um, I always kind of, I, I just kind of went along for the ride with it, and but I saw Revolver after I saw Fight Club or movies hmm. like that, so I was just kind of like, "Oh, well, this is an ending that exists in normal lexicon." Now. Sure, but it's I think it's very nicely stylized. It's got Richie style, and oh, I yeah. like Richie style a lot. Like one of the things that I missed in. Uh, uh, the second Sherlock Holmes was they didn't do enough of the slow mo discombobulate mm-hmm. kind of thing, and that's like something of his style that he doesn't do that often. But it's I know that's a Guy Ritchie technique. Yeah. I like seeing when those things pop out. 
So yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Um, it's not my favorite Statham movie. What is my favorite one? Hopefully, I'll see the last four Statham movies this week. I, the only one I have to track down is Nomeo and Juliet. Um, I'm hoping that it's cheap Wait at Tradesmart because he's in that. He's Tibble in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Romeo. <laughs> I don't know. Romeo, listen, listen, listen No, I looked. <laughs> Romeo, it, you can I, rent it on Prime, but it's four ninety nine. I'm hoping that I can find it for a dollar. Oh. <laughs> Good luck. Um, well, if at Tradesmart, if I can find another movie that I like, I can get it for a dollar. Oh, right, right. Um, listen so. to me, Romeo. I need to know if you're wearing a wire. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Nomeo. Are you wearing a wire? The Capulets are listening in. <laughs> but it's kind of funny, too, seeing... Um, because Jason Statham is such uh, a character unto himself now. That was kind of fun going back to... I watched um, Lockstock a couple weeks ago and watching Snatch this week. Mm. Kind of seeing him play like a funny guy and... Um, Oi, how long on the sausages? Uh, five minutes, sir. You told me five minutes, two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Or no, he said, you told me two minutes, five minutes ago. Just cool seeing him kind of be goofy. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's always fun watching Jason Statham trying to be like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a, he told me that two minutes ago. <laughs> there's a great thing I posted on our Facebook feed um, where he's arm wrestling Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And he says, and Jimmy Fallon says, I'm going to arm wrestle you, Jason Statham. And just so you know, before I win, I like to say what I'm going to do after I win. And Jason Statham stands up and pulls down his clothes like, well, I want you to know that I do the same thing. I like to say what I'm going to do if I win. <laughs> and one of Jason Statham's lines was, I'm going to start a Kickstarter, Kickstarter fund for a Gilmore Girls movie because I need to know what Laura Lee was thinking. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so stupid. Um, and, th- and then the next one was, uh, I'm going to legally change my name to Dick Long Swing or something. <laughs> And they both totally break character and start laughing. Oh, He's like, God. why would I do that? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what I, I watched this week. I forgot about the Gilmore Girls movie line. <laughs> yeah, that's what I watched this week. Uh, this week, we went and saw The Muppets, Most Wanted. Uh, do you know how we do this, Randy? You've no, listened to the show, right? D- yeah, you, you can cool. kind of go with it again. Randy, should people go see Muppets, Most Wanted? Uh, I would say yes would be a good idea, but don't go by yourself if you're a guy. <laughs> you would totally seem like a creeper. Ah, no, that's all right. <laughs> Zach, uh, I'm a creeper who normally goes to these movies alone. <laughs> I, well, saw I was talking and... to you. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Peabody and Sherman alone. <laughs> I figured I was the only I was the only person in there laughing. And they were at, he was at the Alamo, and then the, <laughs> the waiter dropped off gummy bears. And it's like, it's from that boy over there. Awkward. And Zach's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, should people go see Muppets Most Wanted um, after that very very dark joke uh, sure <laughs> cheer yourself up from Ryan's nonsense <laughs> um, I actually thought that I like this movie I don't know if I liked it as much as the first one though I still think it's worth a watch in the theater because it's a fucking Muppet movie. At the well, see, what what I thought was awesome, I've never seen the first one. Oh. So I didn't need to know anything, and I still laughed no, yeah, and, and cried. It, 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 was just, it was just hysterical. I think it's – watching the first one, I know the tone that they were going for with the first one. The second one feels like they're back into original Muppet mode, and that's why I feel it's a little bit off kilter. But we'll discuss it later. So I still say go see it. Brad? Wasn't it cool in Batman when like the two goons <laughs> just met that guy and they're talking Where about? Are you? And the, I'm yeah, Batman. Batman drops out of the darkness in the background and 
So I really wish Batman was here to tell us what he thought about Puppets Most Wanted. Maybe he'll come back someday. Actually, I was thinking about that. Watching the documentary, like I don't think he's done a Batman poster. Be pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, but the Muppets, yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. It's definitely got the vibe of the classic uh, Muppets films. It's about the same as the uh, uh, the recent one before this mm-hmm. to me, like in terms of like enjoyment level. So uh, yeah, you should go see it. It's, it's a good time. Uh, I agree. I thought it was lots of fun. Uh, what I really appreciated before we get to the trailer is it was a lot more self aware of what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, it God, had some yeah. really great jokes in it. Uh, here's a trailer for Muppets Most Wanted. Is it the Muppets Most Wanted or Muppets Most Wanted? Muppets Most Wanted. The Muppets. Because I'm pretty sure it has to be the Muppets because that's like their trademark, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the Muppets Most Wanted. Here's a trailer. The world's greatest criminal has stolen the greatest treasures, escaped the greatest prisons, and he bears a strong resemblance to someone you know. It's not easy being mean. <laughs> It's Constantine, the world's most dangerous frog. Check this out. Ah. Oh, look, it's Kermit. Ah. Ah. What did you do with Kermit? Ah. There must be some mistake. I'm Kermit the Frog. I'm not Constantine. You're going to be here a while. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Kermit the Frog here. I am Kermit. And now you guys have all the freedom you want. What? When do I do the indoor running of the bulls? I can't watch. Dominic, international tour manager. Dominic, bad guy? Bad G. It's French. My name will go down in history as greatest thief of all time. You mean our names, right? Of course. My name first. In space bar, space bar, space bar, your name. Hit it, boys. This spring. Do you guys think that Kermit's been acting a little weird lately? Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. He's never been more caring or devoted to me. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Ricky Gervais, Ty Burrell, and Tina Fey. This is my cow. It is illegal now for its massive size. <laughs> Plus, so many Hollywood stars, it'll leave you wanting more. Yeah, no more. <laughs> waka waka. There's only one guy in this world who can save us. Only one frog who can restore order. Let's get out of here. Bring justice and set things right. You are talking about Kermit, Red. CIA. Interpol. This is my travel badge. Here's my real badge. You must have been looking at the wrong badge. You were saying... Muppets. Most Wanted. Sigma! I am not Constantine. Lights out! Turn them back on. I can't see anything. You'll have to wait till I'm, like, out of the hallway. Everybody's feeling all right. So the the story of this is actually kind of had the same feel of the great Muppet caper. Um, is I, I'm sure you, after the trailer you see Kermit is has to switch positions with Constantine, who's this Kermit lookalike except for an evil mole and a really face. really was, hideous accent. Yeah, <laughs> which is just so funny for them to re- incorporate that little element again. Yeah. It's just like it takes a mustache for you to make evil like, <laughs> facial hair. <laughs> right. And, uh, Ricky Gervais is a bad guy in it, whose name is literally Bad Guy. Uh, and <laughs> so pronounced Badgy. Yeah. <laughs> so they develop a ploy where they're going to take the Muppets on tour around Europe because they're going to steal the crown jewels of England. They need specific parts from all over Europe to get them. And so they throw Kermit in 
Soviet prison with a gulag. Yeah, and it's and what's funny about it is the the sign literally above it says just gulag and yeah. take stars. Just, just nothing else. <laughs> like this, it's, I loved it. Uh, yeah, so it was lots of fun. I mean, there's uh, the the song number, like the disco song number. What was that? Oh God! What, oh my God! What I can't even remember the disco one. Yeah. I can yeah. give you anything you want. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. the parentheses was a. Uh, Cockatoo and Malibu was <laughs> this, the parentheses of the song. It just lots of fun. I mean, it had this really big like wink to itself. The opening number is uh, how sequels are horrible. <laughs> um, and uh, actually, I thought the funniest part of it was there. There, they had this revelation and. Uh, they said Walter quit the Muppets. Didn't we just do a whole movie about how he wanted to work? and like that? <laughs> just do that, and, and then Rizzo the Rat shows like, yeah. And then people like us who've been Muppets a long time, didn't and then they show yeah. Robin, his nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Robin is from Kermit's nephew. They just show him going, eh. <laughs> just so dorky. Um, oh, I loved it. Has lots of celebrities in it oh of god course. yeah um, one of my two greatest things in life came out of that movie the other thing also came out of this movie it was christoph waltz waltzing oh right <laughs> was oh so my god funny. i don't know why it's like christoph waltz doing the waltz i'm like i don't care i'm in the other thing though does anybody else here want to see a whole movie dedicated to sam the eagle and ty burrell solving this <laughs> oh my together? god right oh my god that it's, was the they best. Gotta, they got to have the car, though. That was they the best the romance I've seen in two years. <laughs> what, what's so funny, though, is uh, I've been to Paris, and at lunchtime, that city shuts down from 12 to 5. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so when he's says, oh, lunchtime, I'm sitting down now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's what they do in it's that my city. my lunch hour for <laughs> six <laughs> hours. No time, family vacation oriented by government. <laughs> yeah. And that's, what's funny, too, is Ty Burrell does the most <laughs> obvious French accent ever. Oh, and I yeah. think we have a clip from the EPK of Ty Burrell and Sam the Eagle the comparing great. uh badges or some other witty antidote that they did. Here 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 it is. I am sure Brad can find it. CIA Interpol. What is the CIA doing here? This is my jurisdiction. Not to mention my badge is bigger. One of the stolen paintings was on loan from the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art. So this is CIA jurisdiction. Also, this is my travel badge. Here's my real badge. Oh, you must have been looking at the wrong badge. But yeah, it's fun. Burrell is a genius. He really is. He, he and you know what's funny is it's like that that song that they do together is really cool. Which oh, is like they couldn't have done it's, it. It's they really clever. Have. I liked it. Um, <laughs> anyone else remember Ty Burrell from Dawn of the Dead? Heck yeah, I do. Yeah. Shot in the head. Yep. I have a question though. Um, so part of this movie is. Miss Piggy's still trying to marry Kermit. Mm-hmm. Didn't she marry Kermit in like one of the older movies? Uh, yeah, uh, in the Manhattan, one that they reference right? in this movie, which is <laughs> Muppets <laughs> Take joke? Manhattan. Yeah. This whole movie should have been an homage to the great Muppet Caper, but it's not. It's it's somewhat an homage to the to Muppets Take Manhattan. The song at the end, Together Again, is um, their Broadway show song that they're trying to do Again, in again. Manhattan, yeah. <laughs> together again, together. Yeah, that's the only thing that bothered me about this movie is at the end when all the celebrities were stuck to the wall. It looked so fake. It was yeah, really that weird. was oh, yeah, that was, was kind of weak. Screen. That was a little yeah. weak sauce. They're like, oh, we clearly don't... you can't get all those people together. No, exactly. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So yeah, was, that's the only thing that really bothered me. But other than that, the movie is really well done. Um, even Ricky Gervais and Constantine's little number was really funny. Um, 
Oh, I, and I, oh I yeah, loved, where Ricky Gervais is tap dancing or yeah. tap dancing. Quote I loved, yeah. I loved. Actually, I love the character of Constantine in this because he would say things like, "What's wrong, Peeg?" <laughs> he, he would never <laughs> totally call him by their name. Right. Yeah. I uh, love it when he's trying to. He's watching old Muppet Show episodes <laughs> and trying to get the voice down. Hello. What was it? Uh. Uh, the, the lovers, the dreamers, and cheese. <laughs> Nailed it. it. <laughs> yep. Or uh, people would be like, hey, can I do this number? You'd be like, sure, who cares? Right. <laughs> sure. Sure, you Whatever. want to do running of bulls inside? <laughs> what did he say when they're at the wedding? And they said, where do you want the flowers? He's like, ah, over there. I don't care. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> I forget what he says. A really funny bit. Uh, yeah. like, wherever. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, and the, uh, the so yeah, the performer who was doing Constantine was really good. The voice and uh, mm-hmm. how he was miming the puppet and stuff. I, I meant to look at. Oh, it was Matt Vogel. I, I remember. Yeah, I, I read. Um, I feel like that. What the, the to me, what suffers about the movie, and it's the only thing that suffers, is that it doesn't have the same feeling of the first one. And to me, the first feeling was we're kind of being reintroduced to these people. But now it kind of feels like that they're part of that system again, which is like, you know, churning out one thing after another. But the thing about the Muppets is that they're so timeless that it doesn't matter if they keep churning out another movie. It was like something I had to get past in the first, like, three seconds. Actually, I think the, th- um, the thing I, th- I thought that was missing from this one, why it isn't quite as good as the Muppets, mm-hmm. is I don't think it had the heart of the original one, where the original one right. had kind of a heart story and you know Walter this one is more madcap yeah this right, is right. a great Muppet caper movie this is not the Muppet movie and actually you know it's funny I'm sure they did this as a complete homage to the great Muppet caper in a lot of ways there are several shots in the movie that are similar to the great Muppet caper mm-hmm. especially the scene with uh, synchronized swimming mm-hmm. um, the Muppet ladder is from the great Muppet caper that is an original reference and they all try to st- the, the similar setting of where they're stealing the crown very similar to where they're stealing the baseball diamond from the Great Muppet Caper back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> that a seventies movie? Yeah, I, I, late? No, 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 no. That was uh, early eighties. I'm sorry, early eighties. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, I was. I just couldn't remember. Oh, like, no, you, no, you call me on your game. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was being nice about it. I'm like, is, oh, yeah, is that a seventies movie? Is that filmmaker mm-hmm. Zach Eastman? <laughs> um, it's probably not right. Wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> I just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, the movie's lots of fun. If you're wanting to have a good time, I'm sure it's better than Divergent, so... <laughs> favorite, oh, God, favorite song. Right? Favorite song for everybody. Oh, dude, is, what, is that disco song? Right? Disco, disco song, for sure. Disco song. I actually like the Sam and um, Ty Burrell. Like, yeah. I thought the, the, the wordplay was very... And, like, the timing of the oh, yeah, 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 music yeah. was very uh, creative. Mine was uh, opening credit sequence. I always loved the opening of a Muppets movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that sequel song was really good. <laughs> Um, but also the cop song between uh, Burrell and Sam. Yeah. You know, Tina Fey had a great throwaway line, too, at the end. Uh, she was, like, saying goodnight to everybody. And the last one was like, goodnight, Danny Trejo. Trejo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I love that. Yeah. Danny Trejo as Danny Trejo. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Well, I loved how in the credits everybody else was so-and-so and himself and so-and-so and himself. And, and his was Danny, Danny Trejo, Trejo was Danny, Danny Trejo. Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He's like... He's three things, uh, a dancer, a singer, and a murderer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. So lots of fun. I love that. The triple threat Tina or something. Tina Fey even had a really – I like Tina Fey. And I didn't know she could much, sing so well. Yeah. That – she's she's always been a good I, – I liked her in Admission, which was she was in like about a year ago. She's always giving solid performances. 
and she handled herself with the Muppets really well. Totally dug it. I like that she yep. was the head of a gulag. That totally I know, makes right? sense. <laughs> I love the the hallway part. Lights out. Lights uh, out. It was a figure of speech. <laughs> Turn the lights back on. I had to get, you have to wait till that. I am out of the room. <laughs> that and uh, I think the favorite, the the one I liked the most was the usher thing. I was like, oh, is there an usher here? And it turns around and it's usher. And I'm like, that's perfect. Are you a pig or are you a frog? Well, isn't it obvious? Uh, frog? Frog. No, actually. Yeah, or, frog. I'm, 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 it's, uh, I'm from an adoptive relationship. Yeah, right. Some usher you are. Yeah, right. Some usher you I love that. Favorite favorite cameo, though, was Zach Galifianakis' triumph from Return of oh. Hobo Joe. Oh, my God. That was so great. <laughs> And what was this he eating? Is the like best whole Muppet peanuts? wedding ever. What what the hell was he eating? Like whole peanuts <laughs> just know. out of the bag? Because <laughs> they were just huge. Something. I'm like, what is he eating? Did you guys see that President Obama did between two ferns? Yeah, and <laughs> it was funny. How the fuck does he get those people on that show? I think Zal Galifianakis must be some kind of like magic person. I know <laughs> what I love when he does the Oscars one. It was last year. It was. Jennifer Lawrence came and was like, and now we're going to meet Jennifer Lawrence. And she came and sat down. It's like, okay, I guess we're done. That's great. Or has Bradley Cooper. Uh, going One off of on them. Here. Uh, but yeah, anyways. Uh, next week we're seeing, I guess, Noah. I think that's the movie that's out. Darren Aronofsky's Noah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Captain America is two weeks from now. Yeah, Captain America is the fourth oh. of April. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Noah. I think it's the only thing that's coming out. If you vamp for a few seconds, I can check. I thought there was something else coming on. I know there's Noah, but... Yeah, I'm sure there's something else, but I think Noah's the really big one. The other one's, I mean, jo- I- the other one's Job. It's not a very popular Bible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Job. It's not as good as Noah. Stars David Cross as Job. It's so funny. <laughs> I-, I was reading that... Uh, religious fundamentalists wanted to protest this movie because it's not true to the Bible. I'm like, it's Darren Aronofsky. Of course it's not. Of course, right. Uh, it have lesbians in it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Two by it? two, sir. Two, two by, by two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> two by two, smacking the asses. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky's Jesus. <laughs> I want to see that one. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to die for your sins, but before we do, let's take this E. <laughs> Let's try this the one time. I think you're going to like the alternative. Yeah. Sabotage. Oh, sweet. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder if I can people that into one. Uh, it's a Schwarzenegger DEA one. How do, would you have oh, to convince right, right, anybody right. for that? That sounds awesome. Yeah, sweet. I love The Last Stand. I'm, I'm down. For, I'm down for Schwarzenegger until he dies. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We won't have to wait too long, too, because he'll do Sabotage. I think Expendables 3 is in August. <laughs> I don't care if he screwed the maid. He's got a great voice. I want to see, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to see Statham and Schwarzenegger Oh, that'd be sweet. I want to know if you're wearing a wire. No, <laughs> not. <laughs> There's some news. I heard uh, Van Damme wants to be in Expendables, but Expendables three or four. Does he? He wants to be back. Nice as villain. Yeah, he died <sighs> too, though. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, he how would he come he back? Got, he got well, but what was that movie he had his own twin? Uh, double double impact. Double, double impact. Yeah, double double impact. team was the Rodman, Rodman yeah. one. <laughs> Maybe that's what they'll do. Is that'll be his brother coming back for revenge or something? <laughs> yeah. Or his brother's a good guy. It's yeah, like right. On the team. Right. That'd See. Be sweet. Well, because well, yeah, Dolph Lundgren was a bad guy in the first one. They they were like, oh yeah, sure, come back. Well, on no, because remember <laughs> he was going to Stallone was going to kill him in the first one, and then he's a, he's a, oh right, this guy and he told him he spilled the beans, and then at the end of the movie they're 
They're all partying. It right. doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. Throwing knives at a dartboard. Right. Jason, to kill me. It's okay. It yeah, we're just, never right. makes That's sense. That's all right. It happens. Yeah. What are you going to do, huh? Somebody was like, how does Expendables 2 get a bigger rating than Expendables 1? I'm like, probably because they didn't have a loophole as big as John claude Van D- or I'm sorry, as big as Dolph Lundgren in there. Right. I think Expendables 2 is badass. Oh, it is. Oh, I, I, it's really oh, yeah. cool. Actually, Lundgren has my favorite moment in that movie where he's trying to figure out how to break the wall down <laughs> 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 with math and science. I like when they take on that little like village and then they shoot everyone up and then the one guy is left over and there's like there's one more and then they just waste him <laughs> yeah, <don't> <laughs> <laughs> that's right that is a great moment in that movie yeah. I love that too in Jean-Claude Van Damme is villain through the whole movie yeah. until oh, the God. end when Stallone's fighting he's like villain yeah, that's great. <laughs> his name's actually villain that's awesome yep. so, his badass man was kicking that knife through Liam Hemsworth <laughs> yeah oh god oh that was actually that was actually really Spoiler like alert. intense that, that yeah. was like, pretty shocking yeah. though yeah. too yeah you know what it is it was totally 80s yeah, yep. it's awesome. That's yep. why it's awesome. Cool. So yeah, I'm gonna. I want to see sabotage. That sounds like more fun. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Noah might be cool, but well, but I think we already know how this is going to end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you don't know that we could have a rap number at the end of it by. <laughs> we don't know. Are, are you one of those guys that watched Alamo, waiting for it to change at the end? Is that yes. what? <laughs> You're like, maybe they'll all make it. No, no. <laughs> I was the I, I I was the only person watching the Hindenburg disaster going, Oh, I'm sure that thing's gonna fly all the way through. It'll make it. <laughs> this time it'll make it. I watched no. the Titanic thinking, Oh, they're just going on a leisurely cruise. Oh, wow, yeah, no. <laughs> Pearl <laughs> Harbor, yeah, that still happened. Apparently I was wrong and apparently I hate Kate Winslet. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, she shows her boobs all the time. I yeah. love Kate Winslet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Until next week. Thanks for stopping by, Randy. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.